Hello, Tile Friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Tile Money Podcast. This is the podcast that is strengthening the tile industry. We're doing this with our business education designed for contractors by contractors. This education is being heard around the world. And you are reporting back to me that the, the result is you're able to take this education, apply it in your business, build uh, sustainable, profitable businesses, and the result is a stronger industry from the installer up. So today I'm really excited for a guest we have. Uh, we have another interview style podcast. We have Melissa Swan. Melissa is a contractor on the East Coast of Florida. She's a certified tile installer, CTI number 1670. She's a veteran and an all-around positive, great person and a, and a great positive force within the tile industry. I'm super excited to have her today. She's an admin on, on Global Tile Posse Facebook group. And today I want to dive into her business, of course. Uh, also, one of the subjects that she was passionate about was the importance of mental health within the tile industry, specifically regarding being a business owner, a tile contractor. And, and we've also been getting to know each other at uh, like coverings, for example, which was just a few weeks ago. And she commented on how, uh, how the camaraderie within the tile industry has really meant a lot for her, as well as her zeal for being a business owner. So we're going to get into that. But before we bring her onto the show, I want to thank the sponsors of Tile Money. Without these sponsors, uh, we wouldn't be able to continue this, doing this uh, at such a consistent pace. Um, and be dedicated to assisting tile contractors everywhere. So I want to thank the National Tile Contractors Association, the NTCA, that can be your most valuable resource as a tile contractor. They are the oldest and the largest association for tile contractors. They can assist you to answer any question that you have that comes up in the field, whether you're looking for solutions to complicated problems, an introduction to a specific expert, uh, a specific tile question, whatever the case might be, the NTCA has your back. Their members are some of the most profitable and professional uh, tile contractors I've had the pleasure of meeting. You join for the camaraderie, you join and stay for the community. Uh, talk to Jim Olson to learn more about what the NTCA can do for your business as a tile contractor. Another sponsor of ours, Ladecree International. They are the leading innovator in the tile installation materials world. They're literally credited with inventing Thinset and winning the World Trade Center contract for providing that lightweight solution to be able to build the world's tallest buildings at the time. It's a family-run, privately held company with family values that you can feel when you're talking to the reps in the field all the way up to the family members who are still working in the business. Ladycrete provides everything you need to install tile from the waterproofing to grout and silicone, everything you need. It's a one-stop company. GoBoard is another one of our sponsors, and GoBoard is an innovative tile backer board manufactured by Johns Manville. Uh, get to know GoBoard. You can discover the possibilities w with this easy-to-cut, easy-to-handle waterproof product. It's lightweight yet durable. It's very durable. You can carry a bunch of boards in one trip. You can seal your joints and fastener penetrations using their GoBoard Pro Sealant to achieve ANSI A118.1 compliant installations. GoBoard Pro sealant is now available in the large 20-ounce sausage packs. If you don't have them, ask your distributor to bring them in. That makes life a lot easier when you're uh, hanging a lot of board. Prep is everything, and every tile contractor knows that. Without solid preparation, you don't have much. So make sure that your preparation is up to par, up to snuff, and you can learn more at jm.com slash GoBoard. 
HappyTileGuy.com is another sponsor, and that's where ha- uh, tile guys are, are getting happy. They're getting their websites done, professionally websites built, fully SEO optimized for lead generation, and that is your online hub for your business. HappyTileGuy.com is where you find out more about that. All right, let's bring Melissa on to stage. Hi, Melissa. Hey, Luke. It's so good to see your face, man. How are you doing? I'm doing really well. It's always a pleasure to see you as well. Thank you. Ma- I'm I'm so excited that we're twinsies right now. This is I we didn't even plan this. That was and man, a happy accident. Like, yeah. Oh man, it's like the coolest part of the entire day. I'm so stoked about that. That's awesome. We're, we're wearing the same shirt for uh, for the podcast audience. Oh yeah, that's right. I forget people can't see us. It's oh, all good. All right. It's all good. Well, if you if you're listening to the podcast and and you want to get to know some of the faces um, of the podcast. Definitely head over to uh, YouTube, Tile Money YouTube channel, and you can you can watch all the beautiful faces of the contractors I interview. And uh, sometimes there's some some really cool cool things we can share on video. Um, so Melissa, uh, did I leave anything out? Uh, give us the name of your business, uh, where you're located, um, and the basics. You know, uh, so you, I'm pretty sure you covered everything. Uh, you didn't leave anything out besides just the name of the town. I'm I'm working out of right now is called uh, Indian Harbor Beach and literally 20 minutes south of Cocoa Beach it's kind of in between um, you know Cocoa Beach and Vero Beach we're on that barrier island that just sits right on the east coast it's a really cool town it's about two square miles we have 8,000 people and we're surrounded by a lot of other little towns of course however what's so special about this place is that we have river and ocean. Mm. So I get to, I have this really awesome drive most mornings when I work off of the Island where I get to drive over two huge causeways over the giant banana river and the Indian river. And most mornings it's really cool. I get to see dolphins. I get to see a ton of Osprey. There's always lots of birds flying around pelicans, all kinds of wildlife that I get to see. And it really does start the day off really cool. So being able to see not only the ocean, as you're driving off, but all of that water and all of that nature is just a, it's really awesome. This is a special little slice for sure. I um, name my business is uh, Swan family home. Hmm. It's actually been, we're kind of in transition right now because I have, you know, for the last couple of years, just focused directly on tile. However, you know, I've been so busy on that end of it that I haven't really had a chance to, catch up on the administrative side and most of the, of my business is word of mouth. So I don't actually get a lot of revenue through avenues where, you know, you can say where people know my business as a business name. Most of the time it's just people knowing me Mm -hmm. and, and my name. So a lot of times, you know, the business name doesn't even come up in a lot of my projects or transactions until the checks being cut. Okay. Cool. So very heavily word of mouth. Uh, hey, Precisely. you, you got to call Melissa Swan. She's our, exactly. she's our tile, tile go-to lady. <laughs> yeah, precisely. So, and I have very little boundaries when it comes to meeting people. Like I will give people my cell phone number and, you know, let clients text me. But it, it really is more that, you know, the convenience of that is really strong for me because, you know, taking a phone call in the middle of the day when I'm running a wet saw or I have a bunch of thin set on my hands and I have to walk away from being inside of someone's house, it kind of takes away from my mental headspace. So then, you know, when once I'm in a project and I get a phone call, it kind of disrupts that. So I really 
try to get people to contact me personally through other avenues. And it just, you know, kind of makes it a little more uh, personal on that level too, right off the bat. How do you encourage um, people to, to do that? I mean, text messages I think are great because for me, a text message is an inbox, right? It's a really, it's a really convenient inbox that we don't have to get a, we don't have to respond to right away. I mean, oftentimes I feel like we feel like we have to respond Sometimes we might, sometimes we don't, but you can usually see a preview and make your, make your call. Oh, I, I'll hit this up uh, during my normal lunch hour when I respond a dozen, you know, or whatever. Um, so do you, do you kind of encourage your clients to text you or, or just? I definitely do. So I do have an office line where people will sometimes call. And what I'll usually do is I'll call them back and say, hey, um, I'm really rarely in this office, so please text me. If you want to talk to me, Mm -hmm. this is the best way to get a hold of me. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people, and I'll encourage most people to, most of my friends that are in my social circle, I'll say, if they call me, I'll go, are you my grandpa? Why are you calling me right now? Like, text me. Hang up the phone text me. I don't, I'm in the middle of work. So. Most people already know that texting is the best way to get a hold of somebody. And then, you know, like you said, that inbox. So if I'm at work and a client texts me and says, hey, I, I need a backsplash. Hey, uh, at least you can give them that quick, hey, I'm in a project. Let me call you when I'm out. Right. And that response is usually enough to get people to say, oh, yeah, of course. And, yeah. you know, yeah. at least that little hit of, of acknowledgement is mostly what people require. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, before we get too deep into the, the business side of things, um, and I, I know I, I had a squirrel moment there with the texting and boxing, but <laughs> I, I did want to make a comment on, on your comment about, you know, really taking that, even if it's just your drive time, that moment every single day to appreciate your surroundings, appreciate the beauty of where you're at. Um, by the way, are, are you a, a Florida native or how long no, I, I actually grew up in the military and then I joined the military and my wife and I lived in New Mexico prior to living here. Okay. So we lived there for quite a while and, um, but I've really moved most of my life. I very much enjoy seeing new cities and new towns and anytime that there's an opportunity to move, I usually take it just because life is short and there's lots to see, lots of food to eat. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I, I remember. Thank you for your service, uh, first of all. And I appreciate that. You're welcome. And, you know, I'm, I'm in agreement. You know, there's so much to see, uh, so much to experience in life. Um, and I think it really helps me recently, you know, um, it's helped me to just in because I have I was kind of thinking about all the states I've lived in and, and different experiences I've been able to enjoy. But it it's helped me recently to say, OK, because a lot of people say, well, is Florida your, is Florida your permanent home? And I'm like, I don't know how to answer that. Like, I'm happy here, you know, like I, I don't have plans, but I didn't have plans to leave California either. Um, I was happy there, you know, things change, things come up, opportunities present themselves. But, uh, what it did for me recently is say, okay, if, if things are temporary and everything is temporary for being honest with ourselves, um, this life we've been granted, but, um, let's slow down and, and take some time to enjoy 
where we're at because Florida has its drawbacks. I mean, I, you know, right now I don't want to be outside in the heat and the humidity <laughs> ever. Yeah. But in the winter or in the early mornings or evenings, like I've been, you know, especially in the winter, I've been, you know, getting outside more um, just in the two winters I've been here and exploring more and getting to know the, in, you know, the, I, I guess what I would call just the Florida jungle a little bit, you know, and all, all that that encompasses because it's it's different than anything I've ever experienced. But um, I, I, anyways, I really like the fact that you take the time every morning to just enjoy it and slow down a little bit. Absolutely. It's that time to kind of just collect. I'm I'm so obsessed with this job. And when I have a project, my mind is so in it mm-hmm. um, that I tend to really it, I very easily get lost in that space. So mm-hmm. that drive in the morning is just that chance for me to just take a breath, collect myself, see where I'm at with myself. And it almost doesn't really give me a choice right. because it's so beautiful that it never gets old. And there's no other place when I'm there that I'd rather be. Like you said, there's no plans mm-hmm. to ever do anything different. However, you know, there are bad things. Like you said, the heat is really unbearable. I mean, the amount of sweat that your body makes when the sun is on you and you're outside, it is literally within seconds that you are producing an unnatural amount of sweat in your body, in your entire body. I mean, places like your wrists sweat, (laughs) like things that don't, you know what I mean? Like, do do my wrists normally sweat? This isn't a thing. Yeah. However, you have that month or two in the wintertime that just makes it. I mean, the weather, while everyone else is freezing and shoveling their driveways, we are like in it. It is yeah. the most perfect. And there's nothing that puts me in a better mood than when I walk out to my wet saw and that breeze hits and it's that cool air and it's so fresh out. And it's like, man, this is it. Like I get to work. This almost makes you forget about the rest of the sweat for like the other 10 months of the year. It's true. For sure. (laughs) Definitely. And I was just in Nebraska uh, visiting my family and what I noticed there is that the air conditioners are so much more effective. Mm. I was like, why is it so cold everywhere I go? Like I needed a hoodie, like in my parents' basement in Nebraska. I was like, what is wrong with me? And it's just, Oh, the air conditioners just work here because the relative humidity is below yeah. 70%. You My AC has been struggling. In fact, I, tr- I, I, I've kind of been patching it up because I can't get the, my ma- I renter and like, they just, for whatever reason, I'm on the back burner. Uh, if it's not yeah. above 85, it's, it's not a, it's not a priority. Um, oh man. Imagine house. your house being that hot. Well, it, it shoots up quick. Like my, I, I can kind of jumpstart it here. <laughs> But if Do you have one of those wind up tanks in the front of it that you can like, but in the meantime, like an hour will go by if we're, you know, especially at night, you know, well at night it normally doesn't happen, but it, the first time it happened, it was that night and an hour would go by and my wife's waking me up and we're drenched in sweat and I'm just like, what is going on? And I go crank start it and then. It runs for another three or four hours, and I got to go crank start it. Oh, so. my God. You're just up in the middle of the night with a headlamp, like, trying to fix your AC. With... 
<laughs> That's uh, rough, man. That's a Florida life right there. Well, thank, I'm telling you. Thankfully, it's a fairly easy fix every time, but it's just it's just temporary. I need them to send a professional out. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, parts are scarce right now, too. You better. So there's nothing worse. Have you ever experienced like a complete death of your air conditioner here in Florida? No, not yet. No. Like it is monumental. You you feel like one of those, you know, like a frog in boiling water where you're just staring at your thermostat like, all right, it's 78 now. No. All right. It's, <laughs> we had it die a couple of years ago in October. And I'm not exaggerating when I say like we had neighbors coming and bringing like portable, <laughs> portable AC units yeah. so we could survive a couple of days. It's serious, man. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, definitely. You don't want it to die fully. It'll be, it'll be detrimental to your health for sure, especially in the summer. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. Dangerous, really. Very, very dangerous. Yes. Um, so let's get back to tile here. Uh, if if we, <laughs> I, I enjoy the I enjoy the discussion, but um, tell us, Melissa, how did you get started with the tile industry? I got started in the tile industry. I worked for a general contractor when I was fresh out of college. It was in two thousand and two, mm-hmm. and when I started working for him, and his name is Chris Penny Baker, and I still talk to him to this day. He's a nice. he is really like man, just one of those, you know, monumental people in your life. You, he is, he is incredibly important to me and my formative adult years. And he taught me everything I know. He saw the potential in me and he cultivated this passion. And I remember starting, you know, we didn't just do tile. We did, he was a GC that we specialized in additions Mm -hmm. practically, Mm -hmm. Uh, but we're talking about additions from, you know, the concrete up. So we're framing, we're doing drywall, we're doing, you know, all of the things that we're legally allowed to do besides the plumbing and the meow meows. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, basically what this, what he did for me was he, he showed me the way, you know, when I was young and young enough to just learn mm-hmm. the, the importance of things like integrity and quality and being able to do a job that you stand behind no matter what. And he showed me how to set tile. And it was the type of tile that they special, it was out out in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Mm -hmm. And he, you know, we did a lot of authentic saltillos. Mm -hmm. We are getting tile from places where they're, they're hauling it over the border and it's Mm -hmm. a dollar a a square. And it's, you, you know, and it's the part of it that I loved the most with when it came to tile was it's not a job that you, go in and go out of, it requires thought from the very beginning. You have to plan so much in a tile project that people have no idea what goes into it and what the little details that go into a project, a floor project, a shower project, anything like that is incredible. Mm -hmm. And I carry that to this day. I still do. I start thinking when I have a project, I start mentally preparing myself for it you know, weeks before I even started. Mm. And when I'm in it, when I'm in it and I have my hands dirty and I'm, I'm thinking about layout and I'm obsessing every night, I'm taking pictures and checking my work and doing all these things. These are all things that he taught me to do. And I still carry them to this day. And because of it, because of this person, I was able to feed my family, you know, through recessions and still to this day have a very successful and what I consider to be a very privileged life because of this, you know, he showed me the way and showed me how to do this. Here's your, here's your fishing pole. 
and I'm going to teach you to fish to use that analogy. And it was, I absolutely ran with it, but to have that foundation from this one person was monumental in my life for sure. Nice. It sounds like, you know, he, he of course passed on the, the tile installation knowledge, but so much more than that. I mean, the values of, um, you know, doing things, uh, you know, ethically or, or properly on the job site. Sounds like he really conveyed that to you as well along the way. He absolutely did. It was the, the most important thing was, you know, being able to look at yourself in the mirror and know that you did everything in your, and absolutely possible to do it completely right. And there's the thing that you take away from that is your, your name is it, it attributes to being able to run a business that is word of mouth. And also just having that, that, that feeling, right? Like that thing that's, it's ineffable, but it's that it's being able to walk away and know that you, you still have your integrity and that, you know, people's homes are the biggest, to me, it's a big deal, right? So your house is, is monumentally important. You're raising your family in this home. You're, you're, you're healthy. You're, you're happy. You're sad. You're crying. You're, this is your space that you live the majority of your life with the people that you love. So to be able to work and manipulate the space that is within uh, underneath that roof is, is very, very important. And I take it very seriously. And the thing that he taught me was that, that is a very serious thing to be able to do for a living than to have somebody pay you for that. It's, it creates it, you need a monumental amount of trust to be able to do that for a living and to be able to do that for somebody else, yeah. for sure. I, I love that outlook on, on you know, what we do. Thank you for sharing that. Um, you know, you're right. What a privilege. I mean, uh, memories are, are made, um, lives are, are, are lived and, and, and lost in homes. And, um, you know, that's, that's something that I think if we, if we all keep in mind, um, that'll change maybe just a percentage uh, just change us a little bit about how we perceive the work we're doing, you know? So I appreciate, exactly. I really appreciate that. Um, I, you know, as you were working for the, the general contractor, um, remind me of his name, Chris Pennybaker, as you were He's out of uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico. So as you were working for Chris um, and he was, you know, teaching you a variety of things, really, you obviously started taking towards tile uh, and gravitating towards tile. Did he notice that in you and encourage you at that point? Or was it something that you brought to his attention and said, I, you know, at, at some point you started or, or tell me about that transition. No, actually, you know, he did see that in me and I don't necessarily, you know, it's been a while, so I don't necessarily remember talking about it sure. um, specifically, but I do know that it was about, you know, three or four years before I actually set my own, set a tile on my own. Mm. You know, he, he, he absolutely had me, you know, watching and learning for a very long time before. Um, I wouldn't call it a formal apprenticeship, but sometimes I do call it an apprenticeship. Um, just, I don't necessarily even really know what a formal apprenticeship is, to be honest with you. <laughs> I don't know if that's like a union thing or, or where you even go for that. Is there like a tile apprenticeship school or something <laughs> where you can sign up? I don't like yeah, so f- uh, formally and officially, I would imagine it would be 
um, unions uh, that you know have these in place, uh, as well as larger non-union companies. But it could be a it could be Chris Chris's apprenticeship program that he developed. So a single contractor working with his apprentice, uh, it doesn't you know it is what it what we want it to be, right? Did he have a, did he have a program that he was taking you through to get you to the point where he could trust you on his jobs? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, he did. Yeah. So that was Chris's apprenticeship program based on his knowledge uh, and his understanding of the trades. So yeah, um, definitely. I mean, that's you know, in my own mind, that's the in my opinion, that's the simplest. And and you know, uh, other people, of course you know, might say, well, you have to have, you have to meet these, you know, regulations. I, I don't think there is very many, you know, regulations. That's part of the, you know, maybe part of the problem, uh, in the tile industry at large. Um, so that, that's so cool though, that, that you were able to start, you know, uh, you know, working with something that you really, uh, inspired you and, and you really enjoyed. Uh, and now tell us about the, the transition, the overview of, from that period to the point where you decided I'm going to go into business on my own. Yeah, it took a while. You know, once I, when I was working for him was, you know, our first, our first big recession. And when that happened, we, he had shut down the business because we were, it was the time of where we were all kind of Mm -hmm. barely making it by everything kind of grounded to a halt. I ended up getting a job this is this is quite this is a quite a uh, an interesting job because it absolutely does not fit me in any way, shape, or form. But I worked for a company that managed homeowners associations, so it was a national company that took care of all of these uh, master plan communities. And I met my wife there, so it was definitely set. You know the 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 reasons for being there were definitely um, important. Yeah. However, the job was awful. Mm -hmm. It was not, you know, an office job where you're in a cubicle and you're dealing with very angry HOA people. Mm -hmm. And all of those things kind of made me wonder what I was doing with my life. I was in my late twenties and I didn't see my future. My future was so cloudy and I was so disheartened with my situation. I couldn't see climbing up any further so I joined the military and then I did, you know, got that out of my system. And once I got out and we moved to Florida, we worked for somebody else. I worked for a couple random, you know, whatever job I could get at the time. And we started talking about starting a business out here. And I ended up getting a job painting, believe it or not, right. and doing commercial paint jobs where I was running a huge sprayer every day and I worked for this guy. This is a really funny story. So I worked for this guy and I'll make it short because uh, it's, it's pretty boring in, in a lot of ways, but I'll, <laughs> I'll get to the funny parts. Um, so I worked for this guy and my wife was ended up working with us too, for this company, for this commercial uh, painting company. Mm-hmm. We get this huge commercial job painting these air conditioner units on top of this gigantic building. There were probably 10 gigantic air conditioning units that we had to paint with marine grade paint. Mm -hmm. So we have a sprayer set up on a roof and we're, it's just a miserable job. And to begin with being in Florida on a roof, I had uh, like this raccoon tan on my face that didn't go away for probably a month. (laughs) So I had yellow or like white 
white straw and strong, strong uh, white goggles, yeah. and then super tan. The rest, I looked, I looked hor- I looked like the Hamburglar yeah. in reverse. Yeah, and this job ended up being a really taxing project where I would call this guy and say, Hey man, uh, the winds are like, I don't know, 25 miles per hour up here. You sure you want me to run this sprayer? And he's going, ah, send it. Don't worry about it. Just spray it. Long story short, we blast the entire parking lot of a government (laughs) building (laughs) with the Marine grade paint. Wow. (laughs) I'm running a sprayer and all of a sudden all these people start climbing up onto the roof to see what we're doing. Stop the spraying. Wow. (laughs) So uh, my wife and I were laid off the the following day. Really? It was your fault. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The whole company just closed. He just he could not financially recover from it. He was. Oh, he he went belly up. Oh, you went right. Yeah, he just was. There was no way. I mean, every car in that entire lot was blasted with. With. (laughs) over spray and wow. his and his insurance didn't cover it so i hate to laugh because it's just i mean it's just such a stupid thing to do when yeah. it's windy just wait a day you know what i mean yeah yeah <laughs> but sometimes our you know our greed and our 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 haste and our panic gets the best of us you know well, was- you, you don't He's trying to meet those production rates, right? Precisely, right? Like, yeah. and he probably didn't believe me. He probably was like, "Oh, whatever. She doesn't know what she's talking about. It's fine." Yeah. <laughs> so, valuable lesson there. <laughs> Extreme. So my my spraying days ended that day. Yeah. So that was cool. And so now my wife and I are both out of a job, and we had been talking about starting a business. So we we sent it. We ran it. Yeah. We, she. She hastily threw together a logo. I think. I think we had a business going. I I borrowed five hundred bucks from my parents, and I think we we got our licenses and we got set up within a week. Mm. And the business has has changed so much, and I'm really grateful for it because it has, man, it has it tested me in so many ways. And you know, at first I was just doing literally anything I could do legally to put food on the table. It was. I will absolutely, I will not say no to anyone Yeah, and I will do anything. And if it's, if I have the tools for it and I I'll do it. And if I don't have the tools for them, I'll buy it. And that was, I think, that was a, them. I think a lot of people can relate to that, that, you know, tough transit, those, that year or whatever, however, however long it is when you're, you know, you're not sure the, the future is uncertain. You're, you're doing something brand new. You're afraid. Um, but that's opportunity and those are the times when we grow the the largest amount in the shortest amount of time when we when we throw ourselves into a situation that's scary and uncertainty you know it certainly exists um but yet you you made it through and and you say you're in a great position today uh can you before we get into kind of what your business looks like today let's continue talking about that transition what were some other struggles struggles excuse me you know luke the biggest thing that I can I can I can say that was a huge struggle then and is still a struggle now is my work life balance. There is just mm. that that scale. I cannot I cannot find it. Yeah. I, it's it's like I go through these waves where I just kind of put my head down and I work and work and work and then 
I take a day off or I'll take a weekend off and then I'll, I'll, I'll try to recoup and then I'll get back at it. And I don't know how to just comfortably pace myself with regular breaks in between. Uh, there's often times where I'll have a weekend off and then somebody will call me and say, Hey, can you, I can't fit my stove into this space. Can you come cut the countertop down? And it's like, well, sure. I got tomorrow open. Let's do it. And it's just that, that people pleasing thing where you just put, you know, everything before your own needs until it is detrimental for you to, until your body says, you know, my body will force myself. Mm -hmm. It'll, it'll literally just, you know, my bones will turn to dust and I'll just fall apart. So I have to find that. And the balance was really bad at first. You know, when my wife and I first started this business, we probably were about $18,000 in debt and we paid that off in one year. Yeah. The whole thing. I mean, we probably had five days off in the first year of business. And so that was a really bad year. And I definitely don't work like that now. Thank, thank God. (laughs) However, I'm still, I'm still searching for that balance every day. Yeah. Yeah. Finding that balance is not easy. And I can definitely relate to you when you say, you know, talk about putting others before yourself. Um, that is the way, you know, my father was, that is the way I am. I was taught that, you know, you, you run out if somebody needs something, uh, and, and, you know, I, I oftentimes have, have gotten into the bad habit of putting others before my family, you know, which, you know, that's what it boils down to. Um, and so once I was able to realize and kind of make that equation of, Hey, it's not just Luke Miller, you know, anymore, you know, as a single man, it's Luke and Vina and Darby. Um, and every, you know, after work, you know, if I add on more work when we were supposed to be family time, and so maybe, you know, I'm just throwing it out there to anybody who's listening, perhaps, you know, putting your family's face, you know, in front of you every time. That's what I've had to do. Um, and it's, it's hasn't been easy. I, I certainly haven't perfected it. I still struggle with, you know, wanting to be there for, for everybody who wants, wants a piece of, you know, what you have to offer, uh, whether that be tile or, or whatever, but, um, it's a struggle. It's, it's a real struggle, especially as a business owner, we, we feel pressure. Um, Hey, if I don't get it, somebody else will, and I'll lose a client or I'll tick my best client off or whatever, you know? Exactly. Um, That's exactly it. And even if you don't, and, and sometimes it's not even really about the money. It's, Hey, my neighbor needs help. Right. And I have the ability to do so. So what's stopping me from doing it? If I have the time and the ability, it's like, it's that guilt. It's, it's a, well, why should, why can't I help them yeah. type thing? So yeah. yeah, it definitely, it's a struggle. You, you gotta really put that, you gotta put your family before you, you know, because they, they may not wait. You know what I mean? They could, they could say, Hey, if you don't change this, we're going to go. Yeah. And then you're coming home to an empty house and then what? Yeah. Yeah. So, there's a there's a couple books. Um, w- one is by William Urry, "The Power of a Positive No," um, that that kind of talks about this. You know, save the save the relationship and still say no. Uh, I, I think that's a good one for for business owners. I'll just mention it here. It seems like it fits. Um, I've I've applied some of it and it's helped. Um, 
Tell me, you know, about some of your greatest wins, some, some things that really, you know, resulted um, because of your hard work. The, I'd say, man, there's, there's so many, you know, I really do believe that your my happiness personally ties into my gratitude. So mm-hmm. I am, I, I very much need to keep that present in the forefront of my mind, you know, it, during good times and bad, because uh, it really helps you stay grounded and it helps you, you sit in a space of, of, you know, okay, this is, this is great or this is terrible, but look at all these things that I have to be grateful for. And, mm-hmm. you know, the, the biggest thing I can say about starting my own business is the, you would think that it would be a, I, I pictured, a, a, I guess, more struggle. And I have more financial security than I ever have in my entire life. Um, I do attribute that mostly to my wife because she is phenomenal with, uh, you know, creating a budget, sticking to it. She's very disciplined. She is very goal oriented and we can control I can control our income. You mm-hmm. know, if I wanted an extra 500 bucks, I can book my Saturday mm-hmm. and then boom, we've got, you know, a new cell phone or whatever you need. When right. you work for somebody else, you don't really have that amount of flexibility. It's, you know, you have the, you're at the mercy of someone else making you busy or not. And, you know, unexpected days off now turn into, just the best days ever because you're like, well, I'm already up and the world's my oyster right now. Like I don't have to go into work. We can do, I can either catch up or we can go do something fun and here, you know, living in Florida, I know on your side, I, we're right. We're lucky enough to be right on the beach. Yeah. So there's, there's days where if I get an unexpected day off, I'm like, that's a huge win to be able to go, well, I'm going fishing. Yeah. Yeah. And weather's great. I'm going to go catch some fish yeah. and there's nothing like surf fishing, man. There's, Man, surf fishing is the, my biggest addiction by far. Really, it is the most. Oh man, there is nothing like it. If you're if you ever make it over here, I gotta take you on the East Coast. It is unbelievable, man, because you just catch so many fish, and it feels like a whale every time. <laughs> so there's nothing, you know. <laughs> I'm definitely gonna take you up on that, Melissa, because yeah. I, I've so I I grew up fishing rivers, streams, lakes, uh, and I even did. I've done a decent amount of kayak fishing in the ocean uh, when I was in yeah. California. But the surf fishing, I never, I, I've attempted it several times in California, and I attempted it on the East Coast a couple times um, when we were visiting last, last about a year ago, nine months ago, and uh, I, I got skunked. I always get skunked with the surf fishing. Oh, well, <laughs> see, it's tricky because you wouldn't believe this, but it's so, what's cool about surf fishing is it's really tied into the weather so much. Mm you really got to have like that perfect little storm or else you do get skunked and it's really upsetting. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, man. Even if you do get skunked though, it, it, you know, the anger that builds from not catching fish is usually uh, balanced out by the beauty of the ocean. So that, that. Oh yeah, it. absolutely. Yeah. No bad yeah. days fishing for yeah, sure. Absolutely. But yeah, I'll definitely take it. You got to come out and do it because man, especially once the weather cools down, cause it, there's nothing like it. So that's definitely a win for sure. And, you know, my confidence has, has built over the years, not only from groups like yours and from GTP, mm-hmm. but just in the, in the ability that I've had to learn how to know my worth. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is, it, it's very much a learning process to be able to get there 
And, you know, it, it ties into that, that luck and that privilege that goes into having this be what we do for a living. It, yeah. It's very, it's a very big deal to me. It really does. You know, I, I attributed a lot to how I felt when I was in the military, how I was a part of something that was much bigger than me. And it was how I got up every day and, and went and did my job was that I wore, you know, this tag that said U S army over my heart. And it was, it was, it sounds like a small thing, but to me it was huge. So today what I have in in place of that is the fact that I do get to work in people's homes and I get to, you know, make this bathroom that you're washing your baby in Mm -hmm. every day. And I get to make that beautiful. And I get to, I get to, you know, a year ago we got to do a handicap shower for, Mm -hmm. for a woman who had never bathed by herself. Wow. Because she had never had a shower that was accessible. We yeah. were able to do that, you know, for for no labor. We got, you know, a bunch of people to be able to donate things. Just when you get to do those types of things, man, like yeah. those are huge wins. Yeah. Those are those are markers in your life that you just never forget. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It, I mean, you, you mentioned confidence, which, I you know, I, I think is a huge, you know, benefit to, you know, being – um, you know, uh, being efficient and proficient in your trade and, and really, you know, taking, um, you know, pride, you know, taking pride is, is, is the word I was looking for because it sounds like that's what it is with it, with the, whether it be the dog tags, you know, knowing what you're doing every day and knowing why, uh, or, or the tile trade and, and owning your own business and knowing that you're going to impact, these people's lives, um, in a, in a really unique way. Like, you know, you keep bringing it back. I, I did want to ask you, um, you brought up your wife a couple times. I know she helped you start the business. Is she still working with you in the business or? She is actually, she handles all of the terrible things. She, (laughs) she handles like everything that no one wants to do. So, I mean, she, it's a huge blessing in that way because man, like I can't even tell you, I have no idea what I'm doing pretty much period. I mean, like just being an adult in general, I feel like I'm doing all of these things like barely enough, mm-hmm. you know, just, and so she handles just all of the bookkeeping and the taxes and the budget and just man. And not only that, like there's this, there's this thing that she does where she just, she, she boosts me up every day Mm -hmm. to the point when I, when I walk out my door, I feel like I'm going to go slay dragons. And it's, she just takes care of all of everything. So that when I walk out of the house, my mind is just, I get, I'm making money today and it's great. It's phenomenal. It's a perfect, our setup is, is great. So she was in the field a lot in the beginning, but her health, you know, our job is just straight yeah. up destroying our bodies mm-hmm. yeah. all day, every day. So it really wasn't a good, it's not a good position for her to be in. So yeah. we found a different spot for her and it works out beautifully. So all the, basically all the business side of it, it sounds like. Yeah. I literally just get to go out and blue That's tiles. Awesome. I love yeah. that. That's awesome. Yeah. It, me too, man. Yeah. Like it is, <laughs> it's stupid how spoiled yeah. I am truly. <laughs> That's really cool. It sounds like a great, a great partnership uh, and congratulations for, for being able to do that. That's, that's not an easy feat in itself to, to work um, on a business with your partner. 
Um, oh, Mel, so, man, yeah. it's daily work. It's daily work. Yeah, you got to yeah. show up every single day and keep your mind right. And, and yeah, it just, it's just like, it's just like your projects. It is definitely, you know, your marriage is your most difficult and intense roommate situation you'll ever have. Yeah. So you do, uh, you've got to stay on your feet for sure. It's work every day, yeah. but it's absolutely worth it. I love it. Uh, now, do you have an apprentice in the field or? No. Okay. So just, it's just you. That little dog you met earlier yeah. is probably it, but he doesn't get much done. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I don't. I would love to have one. It's just, I'm so busy that I just can't, I can't get that, that mindset for that yeah. yet. And well, I think it'll happen. Yeah. Well, what I would like to highlight here is the beautiful fact and, and situation that you and your wife have. Uh, one person, Melissa Swan, is out installing tile. One person is running the business. It affords them the lifestyle they they you know want, and it affords them. Uh, you you mentioned it earlier, privileged lifestyle. So it affords you a good lifestyle, right? And that absolutely that can be done. And I want to just emphasize that as a tile contractor, tile installer, um, uh, you know, a qualified CTI. Uh, doing quality work, you know, what, you know, if that describes you, you could have a situation similar to this. You can definitely charge enough to, um, you know, feed your family, uh, put them through college, do all the things that we want as, you know, the American dream. Right. And it doesn't have to be this huge, you know, business. Uh, it could be as small or as complex as you want it to be. I, I, I love highlighting that every time it comes up because, Hey, not everybody wants a, a bunch uh, of employees. Some of us just want to stay small. Um, Absolutely. You keep it right-sized, right? Yeah, like yeah. you just bite off as much as you can handle. And that's really, we've since we started the business, we've always said that. We've yeah. always said we don't want it to get big. I, I managed people when I was in the Army, and I was really bad at it. Mm. I just know that it is a very stressful thing for me. And really where my heart is right now is, is, is still setting piled. I'm not done installing it. I know we all have our lifespan sure. of, you know, when we have to start thinking about transitioning into, you know, yeah. when you can't do, you teach. And right. I know I need to start definitely grooming for that. So, you know, I'm 40. I have, I'm, my body is starting to push back. However, mm. now look at all these innovations we have where we have, you know, curdy board, we have, you know, uh, hydroband board, all of these lighter thin sets, silica free things, yeah. all of these things that are making it so we can have as long of a career as we choose. Yeah. Should we decide to take care of our bodies, you know, now while we can and make the choices that will lead to having a long fulfilling career in installation for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's part of slowing down, right? And not you know, not, you know, getting away from that production mindset. Um, we've talked, you know, we've, we've hinted at it, we've discussed it. Um, you know, it seems like mental health awareness is a big part of your journey and a big part of what, you know, keeps you balanced. Um, did, did, did you want to touch on anything else? How, you know, staying on top of your mental health has been, uh, an assist assisted you to grow your business. The mental health part of it, I don't think is talked about enough in the tile industry for sure. We have a huge problem in the military where we have, you know, 22 suicides daily wow. for veterans. We're losing 22 people a day. I know that's an average statistic. I, me personally, I have lost 
you know, at least that, if not more, uh, to suicide and yeah. just personal friends. Yeah. And I can't say enough how my own mental health is a struggle daily. I have those dragons that I got to slay every single day. I am somebody that goes to therapy weekly. I'm somebody that takes medication. I'm somebody that absolutely needs to have those things in my life. If I want to be a productive and functioning human being, and want to be somebody that I even want to be around myself. There's this thing that a lot of people don't do in the tile industry and where, and mostly in life. And it's where we just don't ask for help. Mm -hmm. We just don't say, man, I could really use somebody to talk to today, man. I could really, I could really use some time with a friend. It's these simple things that I think uh, we should be able to, you know, reach out to our friends more often and say, Hey, how are you doing? I'm just checking in. Uh, I try to do it. It's, and it, that is absolutely a part of how I can be healthier too, is by reaching out to somebody that might need that help. It's challenging, but I try to make it a point to, you know, call my friends on a weekly basis, text my friends on a weekly basis, that type of thing, just checking on people. You know, even if it's just on social media, there's a lot of us around. And I think that, you know, there's there's a before and after point in my life, too, where I started medication and I wasn't on medication. And, you know, before I'm I'm not a super organized person. However, it was worse. And I felt like I couldn't keep up. I felt like I was drowning all the time. It was just this never ending cycle of. Mm trying to of treading water Mm -hmm. whereas now it's just a a, just a lot different i feel a lot more calm i feel a lot more mindful Mm -hmm. i can take that time at work when i'm setting tile where you're in lizard brain mode because you're not really thinking you know if you're just doing a splash or whatever you're starting you're troweling and you're gluing yeah doesn't take a lot of mind power right right (laughs) so i really try to take that time to to be mindful and be present and to and to try and become a master of my mind. It's really important to me to be able to control my emotions. You know, it's kind of like you ever play Ghost of Tsushima on, on PlayStation. It's like, you know, trying to be a samurai. You got to control your emotions. Yeah, you know? yeah, <laughs> so, for sure. <laughs> if I'm going to go out and slay those dragons, I got to be in control of myself. So absolutely, that's where that is. Absolutely. I, I agree. It's a, it's such an important subject. Um, and and sounds like you're, you know, you, you're doing you know, you're doing your part, you're doing your best. And, and it, sh- it shows, you know, when I saw you at coverings, um, a couple times, a couple days, you, you were there, um, you were this ball of energy, a, a bright smile. You've always got a bright smile on your face. Um, and that, that's the drugs. Luke. That's the drugs. That's, that's, yeah. You just take, you just take a really strong antidepressant in yeah. the morning and it really, it works wonders for you, man. I'm telling you. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, uh, I mean, it's it's a subject that you know is a heavy subject, but I, I think it's one that yeah we need we need to talk about and we need to understand that uh, there's people in our in our group in our um, community that have been through what we've been through and been through worse, and I, I think we need to take that you know, and I know me saying this isn't going to change anything, but I I really want to encourage people to just take that into consideration when we're interacting with each other on social media. And I've been guilty of this myself, too quick to react, too quick to think. I don't know what their life is. I don't know what they experienced today. I don't know what they went through, you know, yesterday. I don't know why they're reacting like this. 
maybe I'm just going to calm down and not say anything and let, you know, or maybe I'm going to privately reach out and say, hey, you want to jump on a phone call? I mean, these are the tiny little things that seem insignificant, but if somebody's going through something, it can make the a world of difference in, in their life. I've seen it uh, myself personally with friends within the tile installation community, how just being a friend to someone can help change their life and, 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 you know, pretty significant ways. Um, and, and we have a great group of friends. I I'm super happy that you're one of the, you know, admins of GTP and you know, what you add is, uh, is very valuable. Melissa, um, to the community at large, uh, how, how is this, uh, you know, camaraderie in the tile community impacted your, your life? The camaraderie that I feel in the tile community is very similar to what I felt when I was in the army. And it was that, it was that, that common thing that we all share, right? So when you, when you're a veteran and you see another veteran or, you know, you meet somebody else that's in the military, it's like, well, you've been through this hell together. So you're automatically family, you know, that you set that, that common thread is, is huge. Yeah. And it is in the tile industry too. And I can't tell you how lucky I am to be an admin on GTP because man, just, just this morning, you know, we were on that thread where I, you know, we have issues at work and we talk to each other and it's like, I feel, I feel like there's this army of support behind me. I feel like there's absolutely nothing that I could ask that's too stupid or that is, you know, anything that I need help with, it's almost like it, you guys just always constantly rise up and it's an instant, it's an instant support. Uh, when I was doing that pool and I was ready to drown myself, it was, you know, I reached out to you guys and it was because I I was fighting that, that two fifty four. And man, it was like I would set a tile and it would just fall right off. And so, you know, on a pool in the heat, there's mosquitoes trying to kill me. And I can reach out to you guys and it feels it it just feels like I have all these brothers Mm -hmm. and brothers that would just literally do anything at the drop of a hat. And, you know, we're really lucky to have this this community. I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for it, because, you know, there's, I'm only successful because I surround myself with successful people. And I only have what I have in my life because I have the kindness of people referring me. And I have business businesses that I've cultivated relationships with that are kind enough to hire me or to refer me or to say, you know, to, to compliment my, when somebody compliments my work, there is nothing that could be more important to me, or there is no higher compliment to me than that Mm -hmm. because my entire being goes into that. Mm -hmm. My, everything that I have goes into a project that I'm on. Uh, and so when that's seen, it's, it's huge. And there is a whole community of people that feel that exact same way. We Mm -hmm. have this exact same heart and we have this, the same blood in our veins that makes us have that slight mental illness that makes it so we can set tile for a living. It really does have to, you have to have a little bit, something can't be just normal there, you know, (laughs) to choose this. (laughs) We're all, we're all a little twisted. Yeah. We're all just kind of just, you know, it's a little strange there. And that the, the confidence that comes with having that 
support, especially from the manufacturers as well, right? So yeah. you have all of this support from from Leidecree, from Schluter, from GoBoard, all the NTCA, all of these huge places that are like, we're here for you. And they are. Mm-hmm. They're tools. Yeah. They're just for us. Yeah. And I wouldn't be a CTI. I wouldn't have the the skills and knowledge, and I wouldn't have any of this if it weren't for the people that have come into my life through groups like yours and through GTP and the places that I I have gone to as far as coverings and and things like that. When there when these opportunities arise and we get to meet all these individuals and all of these sponsors and all of these manufacturers that are in the tile industry, it is absolutely just this army and man it's it's there's no easier way to go out and slay dragons every day than when you feel this you feel all of these these successful amazing people right there that have your back yeah yeah absolutely absolutely well i really i appreciate you sharing that i think this is a great uh place to stop we're at the top of the hour here almost and uh I, I think we've really covered a lot of good ground here, Melissa, today. Uh, thank you again for taking the time after your work day to, to record this with us and share it with the Tile Money friends. Thank you, Luke. It's great to see your face, man. And, I, you know, next time we do this, we'll definitely have to plan our shirts again. I mean, I think for we've sure. got a common theme, a really cool thing going on here. So uh, sure. it's, it's an honor to be here, and I really thank you for all your time, man, and thank you for everything that you do for us in the in the industry too, man. Like you're – your presence and your work is monumental to to a lot of people. You've changed a lot of lives, man. You're doing the good stuff out there. So I look forward to the future and seeing what you can come up with in, uh, in the years to come, man. Right on. I appreciate that, Melissa. Appreciate you again. All right. Have a good evening over there. All right, Luke. We'll talk soon. All right. All right, Tile friends. Well, again, I want to thank Melissa for sharing her knowledge and sharing her story. It, it meant a lot. Uh, a lot of nuggets in there. Uh, go back and 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 really listen and think about what she was saying in those last five minutes about mental health awareness as well as the camaraderie within the Tile uh, community. If you want to stay in touch and not miss out on anything Tile Money, uh, make sure that you're subscribed to our weekly newsletter. It's typically uh, emailed on Thursdays, sometimes Fridays. The link for subscribing to that is in our show notes, or you can visit tilemoney.com to sign up for that. All right, Tile friends. Well, until next week, stay positive out there and stay profitable. Talk to you next time. 